Absolute Guard Podcast. Yes, welcome. This is episode 47. My name is Benny, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, John, who now seriously has a pocket Honda and is about to go on his own world tour. How are you doing, John? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, I do have a pocket Honda. I, uh, I've, I've seen the light that that character... <laughs> like, I joke. I joke that that character doesn't require any thought, but I found out that he plays very similar to a character that I played in Marvel three. He plays a lot like zero. And, uh, I also did not put a lot of thought when I played. Zero. <laughs> so I actually fit pretty well with him in, in, in weird ways. Um, yeah, well, with, with zero is what just throw buster out. Right. And Honda, it's what just throw headbutt out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like, um, quarter circle back, uh, uh, with a command dash for, uh, for zero, he would fly up and then come down and I would always come down with pizza cutter. And I oh, remember, right. so it's very similar to butt slam, but specifically the mental state that I was in when I did that, I would call jam session, quarter circle back, I'd fly in the air and then come down with pizza cutter. And I, I, I would do that when I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just going to make them deal with this, which is a very yeah. similar like mindset that I apply with Honda. Um, <laughs> And, you know, speaking of Honda, our guest today is uh, King Hippo 42, and he is yep. a fellow Honda player. So technically on, on this call, all three of us have our Honda <laughs> players, right? Well, you yeah. know, it's, you know, when John put out the bat signal, he said, uh, he, you know, he looked out and he, he put his hand out like this. He said, where's the degenerate scum that plays Mortal Kombat? And I was like, <laughs> boy, boy, do I? Because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in there with Honda. You know, I just do the basic stuff. You know, I'm not trying hard any, at all. That was yeah. I heard it was easy for easy people. So, you know, I, I answer the call when it's needed. You know, it's not always for tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Honda, as, uh, as our friend Zayden put it, was a, is a Benny character in the past. Cause like I was very much more about kind of learning the game and not really, I guess, putting too much effort into learning my character. I was kind of, you know, that's just, that's kind of just how I focused on playing games. It's like, you know, that's how I felt was beneficial to me. Like, I'm not a super technical guy. I'm not a super execution guy. And it's funny because, like, in Street Fighter Six, like, he's a more more complex character than he's ever been, I think, in the past. In a weird way, he is. To me, he is actually more accessible because they got rid of the stupid hand mash thing, which I cannot <laughs> do. As a technical player, I cannot do that consistently. <laughs> and uh, I... Uh, like now he has like Karen Tenko where he can juggle and stuff. And I'm like, I yeah. like that stuff. That's the cool stuff. <laughs> and I can, you know, you know, that, that, that clip from family guy where the Asian driver is driving and he's like, good luck everybody else. And he does this and he, like, <laughs> he cuts into traffic and does whatever he wants. That's how I feel with Honda where I'm like, good luck, dude. Whatever. Well, good luck. My opponent, whatever happens, I'm probably going to come out. on top. <laughs> but, um, and so, you know, a lot of, uh, uh a lot of uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a decent segue into Mortal Kombat here, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> and then Tanner gave me one at the start here, but basically, one of the 
Tanner and I and 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 uh, and Benny and whatnot. We, we've we've done a lot of Street Fighter Six conversations on the Absolute Guard podcast, and you know, there's a lot of parallels with Street Fighter Six's parry mechanic uh, compared to uh, Mortal Kombat's uh, blocking system. And uh, initially, uh, what kind of like brought us together and talking about this because coming from Capcom and NRS and a bunch of different backgrounds from fighting games. Um, was talking about Street Fighter Six, and it just seems like it's a natural evolution for us to not now talk about Mortal Kombat One, um, and yeah. just to kind of date our podcast here. I think the the stress test was about two weeks ago. I think yeah. sounds about right. Sounds about right. And I don't know anybody in our state who was part of that except for King Hippo Forty Two. Yeah. He got the in man. Well, yeah, you no, know, man. it's uh, when I saw it, I only saw it briefly. I didn't even know it was going up until I saw it on Facebook and I've immediately applied and I apply on Xbox all the time because I know I'll get it because I'm yeah. the only sicko that plays on Xbox Series X. And oh, that's naturally okay. I got it. So, you know, I was happy for that. Wow. Cool, cool. And, and like you have like a relationship with the developers too. Like you've, you've, you've gone and like actually seen how the game is made and gotten some behind the scenes conversations with them too, right? Well, not necessarily. I would say that one of their lead devs who you'll see whenever they do the combat cast and you see stephanie brownback stephanie probably one of my very very best friends we've known each other for a decade plus you know oh. goes way back to like the mk9 competitive days so that is if, if i have an in that's my in but okay. i you know we don't really talk shop necessarily but i have met a lot of the developers a lot of the developers there now uh like one of their lead designers is uh, aaron davis who used to play competitively he won combo breaker for mortal Kombat x went by dizzy Oh, uh, wait, Dizzy works for NRS now? He is a lead designer. He's a, one of the top designers. He designed some of the characters. So. Oh, wow. That's um, really and cool. And then other players like Big D, uh, Dragon have gone on there. Now QA devs there. Uh, so a lot of the competitive, you know, pretty high level guys have moved on to be working there. And yeah. uh, Stephanie and Aaron are definitely some of the higher ups that now they actually have big time roles that used to be competitive players. So wow, there's actually That's a lot cool. more... Uh, you know, the pipeline, you know, you know, there used to be like a Capcom to developer pipeline and that's still, it also exists a lot in Tekken. We see like Unconquable now as a role in a lot of stuff. And of course, um, that guy that hangs out with Harada and translates for him, I can't remember his name, but he, you know, he, he uh, does a lot of something. Yeah. He might. Yeah. The, he, he does, uh, he does stuff like that. So it actually in the NRS scene, there is that too, believe it or not. Um, oh, it's okay. just a little bit more low key. You know, they're not as big as like, you know, they're, they're not trying to make a name for themselves on social media or anything. They just kind of sure. do their job, but you'll see them pop up, you know, especially with the combat cast coming back up. And for example, uh, Aaron designed uh, in Mortal Kombat 11, the characters, uh, Aaron Black, Jackie Briggs and Gears. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of people probably hate him for that because they were top tier, <laughs> but you know, it, you know, that's how it goes. And yeah, I actually did talk to one of the developers, um, at uh when i was at the mk 11 reveal event and he kind of elucidated to me their mentality for designing which is what looks cool what from the mocap sessions could you make look cool and also that they change who designs what character a lot of times uh, on every new game so you get oh. like fresh ideas for character so they never really want to keep going back to the same stuff beyond iconic moves they also they always want a fresh take on the character so a lot of times, um, and we'll get into that later, but that speaks to like Mortal Kombat's usual legacy of we kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and let's start anew on every new iteration of the franchise. Yeah. Sonny mentioned, uh, yeah, MK9 for like the uninformed was kind of like the resurgence of the the franchise, I guess, even from like a competitive standpoint. Like I don't 
honestly remember personally anything going on really before that. But when that came out, like, I wasn't super heavy in the Mortal Kombat. Like, I've always been a Street Fighter guy, right? And, you know, I remember when MK1 was in the arcades, like the original MK1, right? And, you know, digitized uh, graphics and all that stuff. It just looked odd to me, right? I'm used to seeing animations, and here is this kind of, like, crude full motion video type stuff going on. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the big draw was the blood. And then like Mortal Kombat 2 came out. I was, I was more into that. Um, I think that was more my intro. Like I got a rude awakening playing some friends casually at their place one time. Cause it's like, I knew how to do like basic, like kind of like ground footsie type things. And my friend was playing like Scorpion and doing like these air juggles. And I was like, this kind of stuff's possible in this game. I was just like, I had no idea. Like he opened my eyes to all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I had some history. Probably, I think that's probably the one I played the most before uh, MK9 came out. I know people, a lot of people, uh, their favorite was MK3 or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Trilogy. Um, yeah. My uh, yeah. my main experience with Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat 2 on mm-hmm. the Game Boy. That is what I owned oh, as a kid. Game Boy. I played oh, the man. Game Boy version of Mortal Kombat 2. And yeah, so I had the I, MK3 Game Boy port, which was also oh, okay. bad. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's probably yeah. better, but I guess not. Yeah, um, not much better if it is. Yeah. And then Mortal Kombat 9 came out, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't give it a try, but uh, one of my one of my friends, uh, Angelic, did. And he won the launch tournament, and I remember he won a big scorpion statue. And, <laughs> yeah, we, talk, we talked about that on this episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I think that's that, that was kind of, basically between between the game boy and that is the only like the, there was a big gap for, yeah, for mortal yeah, Kombat. That, for that's a huge gap because <laughs> that's a mk9 came out in uh 2011 2011, 2011 yeah. and i remember that because like i was kind of excited for it you know we hadn't seen mortal Kombat in a while uh i played katana back in two i didn't really play three and then like i played katana in nine and i even entered evil for that like i had uh back in the day i had one of you know the plexis and the the custom arcade sticks and my characters on it were honda Hulk and then Katana. That was on my stick. So, um, yeah, I played I played Katana and MK9 at Evo 2011. And then um, the thing I remember about that, I think I went two and two. I won my first two matches, and then I ran into the very famous Chris G, and um. lost to him, who eventually got fifth place. So, like for me, that was my first Evo. So, like losing to him, like I didn't have anything to be ashamed of. I was like. I was like, oh, how'd your tournament run go to? I was like, oh, I lost to the guy that won fifth place playing Reptile. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. It's like, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of at all. So, sure. Uh, and fun fact, Mortal Kombat 9 is the only fighting game tournament that I won when I was in Alaska. Like, I won nothing else. That was the oh, only wow. one. And it was like some weird play and trade. Like, because our scene kind of dropped off pretty quickly with that game. And I found out play and trade was hosting a tournament, right? Our local play and trade. So I was like, you know what? Anybody going here? And, like, everybody that I knew was just like, no, nobody's going. I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go by myself. And I go in there, and there's four other people in there. And I walk in. I'm the only one with a stick. And, like, I have all this pressure on me because I'm just like, man, these guys probably think, what, what is this guy doing? Like, you know, they're playing on pads, and this guy comes in with an arcade stick. I was just like, but I did end up winning that little five-man tournament. But that was the only thing that I ever won there. Nice. 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 And you got to you know, you take your wins where you get them. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you'll know you'll you'll be glad to know, Benny. I did avenge you because I did beat Chris G's reptile in a tournament in twenty at SCR twenty thirteen. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and so, just because so, so we're kind of we're kind of recapping the history of Mortal Kombat here, or the modern Mortal Kombat. So we had we had nine, and then 
uh, Mortal Kombat X, I believe, is... 2015. Uh, 2015. 2015, okay. Yeah. And and then, I apologize, is Mortal Kombat 1, is that Mortal Kombat 11, or is that... No, that's, no that's Mortal Kombat 11, 11 is Mortal Kombat 11. There is yeah, a Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat 11. 11. Okay, yeah. I, I'm I came out in 2019. how much I know, yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I did some basic research, and, and it's funny you brought up the reveal event for uh, MK11, because Tanner was at that, he did a feature for uh, I Play Winner at the time. I did, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So... So yeah, he's got some history with the game. Um, I don't remember like who did you who did you main from like MK9 and then through those last the last three games. So in MK9, I was definitely a I played Kenshi, uh, okay, and because he, he was really really good. I would you know most people would say he's second best character. I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, just ridiculous character, and so I had fun with him. He wasn't so hot in MKX. So and 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 I, and I wasn't a huge fan of MKX competitively. I liked it you know plenty on my own. I would say in that I played, you know, I played around with a lot of characters. Liu Kang was probably the one I played the most. And then in 11, I ended up, I kind of have bounced back and forth between a few characters. Like lately I was uh, at Evo, last Evo I played, I used Rambo. And uh, as you, <laughs> as MK has, yeah, yeah, MK increasingly becomes Smash Brothers for your dad. You know, the, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, forgot about, I forgot about 80s. all those guest characters because they had a oh, Terminator in there. Terminator. Robo, Robocop. Robocop. The yeah. <laughs> TMNT. Yeah, MNT was an injustice too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Damn it! I, did, yeah. I made that same mistake last time we talked about it. I mean, can you imagine TMNT Mortal Kombat? Like, you got to murder them. Like, they're not going to do that. Nickelodeon's got to sign off on like, can we have Devora like in, inject Donatella with a bug thing that his head comes off? And they'd be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they did, then you'd have like Peter coming down their neck, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just not a not a good look. Not a good look. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> But the injustice, you know, is a bloodless game. It's more fun, you know. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's the big thing is that even though we talk about nine, ten, and eleven as if they came sequentially, you you had injustice and injustice two spaced in between and, them. And right? it's actually important mm -hmm. to mention those because I think that actually plays a huge factor in MK one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, injustice, the the lessons learned from the injustice series, I think, are definitely at play in Mortal Kombat one as well. So uh, I think it's definitely important to I liked, I happen to like Injustice 2 probably the most of mo like the modern NRS games. I think that's their best game. Okay. Um, I loved Injustice 1 a lot too. I had the most success competitively that I've ever had with that game. And it was just a lot of fun. It was pretty uh, uneven for a long period of time, but I think it yeah. kind of evened out into a pretty decent game. And then Injustice 2 totally blew that away. Like it was the best version of that style of game. And uh like I said, I think a lot of that has actually come into MK1, but we'll talk about that as we get into Mortal Kombat 1. Okay, cool. Sure. In terms of, like, MK11, what do you think was the biggest kind of, like, criticisms for the game from, like, the competitive standpoint or just, like, the general public? Uh, well, it's hard because, you know, trying to get, like, the competitive criticisms is, like, you know, it's like pulling teeth because, you know, the people <laughs> that play it, Mortal Kombat's, like, this weird where the only people that play it are, like, 45-year-old schizos and literal children. And then there's, like, not a... <laughs> There's like not a good mix in between. It's you only have those two groups and they're not the most conducive to like having a nuanced conversation about like game design and stuff like that. So it can be yeah. tough sometimes to really nail down like, well, what do people actually think? And what is just people like being their natural self, being either the 45 year old schizo or the, the child and just going yeah. online and being that. But I would say if I had to guess, I would definitely say nobody liked the breakaway mechanic. So in the game, MK as far back as like the 3D games like Deadly Alliance and stuff has had a breaker mechanic where you can kind of break yourself out of a combo. Yeah. 
and uh in mkx they had it and then mk11 they decided to kind of go and even in injustice they had the clash which was in the second round you could break out of a combo and okay. spend your meter to get out so they've always had a breaker style mechanic but in mk11 they wanted to go a different route they ended up with this thing called breakaway the breakaway it, you you fell out of a combo literally like your character spirals down to the ground if they're in the air you can only do it in the air so if you're in the mm. air you got to spiral down to the ground and your character has armor as they fall so they don't take as much damage um as they fall the problem was you could quite literally mash it out as soon as you started to get launched and and because mk11 you know mk just being a mortal Kombat game has dial a combo string so you're kind of in for you know in for a whole ride when you start dialing it in so a lot of times you would do a combo and somebody would break out of it and even though they fell to the ground and stuff you'd still be doing your combo string and you could get up and get punished oh uh, yeah, oh, it wow. wasn't. You get yeah, punished so, for getting broken. Okay. For getting broken. Yeah. So then to try and mitigate that, it was first when Spawn first came out. There's another character for your dad, Spawn. <laughs> he uh, he had a move. One of his moves actually broke armor and it broke breakaway armor. So basically, if you did it on a break, when someone broke away, he would launch them uh, when he did. Uh. Then he normally didn't wasn't able to do that. So. He was the first character, and then eventually every character got a quote unquote an armor break move. So it's like if okay. you did it while someone broke away. Now, some of them sucked. In fact, a lot of them were not very good. It's usually like a single hit move that like did a lot of damage, but otherwise sometimes would just be like, okay, you know, I didn't break away, but I didn't really suffer that much. And I would think I just it cost like and in in, in in MK11, instead of having like a traditional three or four bar like meter system, they had two bars each for attack and defense and they they uh, it was like drive gauge it kind of came back on its own and yeah. it only cost the two defensive gauge to break away so it was like you kind of got it at least twice a game and you didn't really have to worry about like giving up like quote unquote resources to do it okay so i i i never really liked it to begin with and i don't think even adding the armor breakers really fixed the issue with it so i would say number one that's the biggest thing number two is i think they tried to really go back to basics, so they dialed down a ton of the characters' combo strings, and they still had the variation system from MKX, but they it was even more strict than MKX was. So, I think a lot of people felt like there was a, a, a sort of dumbing down or like less strings, less combo, and it's definitely less combo stuff because a lot of times your variation choice was either the one with the launcher or the one with goofy shit, and everyone was okay. going to pick the one with the launcher. So it was there was sort of a feeling, and even when they eventually they added it that you could pick your variation and like make with your own moves like on the character select screen you pick your moves yeah it's still people were going to pick the launcher and if you had a command grab you'd pick the command grab like everybody was going to do that and so i think people felt like there was like a little bit less variety in the combo options and it was a little bit less fun when you know mk9 and mk accidentally had wacky combos and injustice yeah. does as well so i would say those are the two biggest criticisms the sort of simplified combo system and the breakaway mechanic being kind of meh that sounds gotcha. so much like a like like Mortal Kombat 11 sounds like the Street Fighter 5 of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's what like, I was going to say too. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you've dumbed it down and you've added new mechanics that that devalue the game to a lot of people. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, every every MK has its haters. I mean, some people think yeah. MKX is like, like I don't like MKX. Some people think MKX is the devil. You know, it, it happens. <laughs> it happens every game, you know, but MK11, yeah. you know, it and MK11 has been the longest lasting competitive just because of the added on years of pandemic. So like it came out most times MK because they're a triple A development studio who actually makes games every couple of years. So yeah, most yeah. of the time you have like a two year cycle and they've got a new game out. But since, you know, 2019, obviously things have slowed down a lot. So MK11 is still, you know, it's at Evo again. It's still kicking. You know, people still play it, but yeah. uh, I think everybody's ready for something new. So I think yeah. um, so, to just to 
uh, rewind slightly here. Uh, I, I think that one of as as an outsider in in the fighting game community, but not as part of the NRS community, um, I I feel like NRS's biggest contributions to the the global fighting game community or the competitive fighting game community rather is uh, it got us ready for patch culture uh, and that they were the yeah. ones who kind of mm -hmm. took a lot of the initial lumps as far as how often do we patch, what do we patch, what do what are players looking for, do we give them what they want, or like like e the, the breaker system is a good example where it's like, okay, let's experiment with spawn to see if we can address an issue, and then, oh, that worked, let's apply it to everybody, uh, uh, like give everybody the same tool. Like mm -hmm. Dragon Ball yeah. followed that same kind of pattern too with, the, with Bardock and... Um, I, and Street Fighter V followed that that pattern too with each subsequent DLC character. Ultimately, right. like you, you you additively addressing the issues of the game, and I think that a lot of that spawns from NRS's, uh, frankly, their their resources as a AAA developer as well to be able to patch regularly to afford it quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, um, that's definitely big. Yeah, because I remember MK9 was like I remember that was one of the first games where like every for the first few months it was you know. Yeah, it was fuck. It was Helltown, you know. It was there was. Oh, Cyrax <laughs> has an infinite, but now he doesn't. And Sonya used to have this infinite, now she doesn't. And then this, yeah. this, and that. And now we've added armor when there was no armor before. It was nuts, you know. It was crazy. And yeah. usually the first year of a game of NRS game is kind of like that. Now you just kind of expect, and even like a lot of fighting games, you just expect. Okay, we're gonna get the month one patch with the DLC character. We're yeah. gonna get the month, you know, the month four patch and all that stuff. So yeah, they were one of the first to really do it a lot. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, it, it has its pluses and minuses. I, I really don't think they, they listen too much to competitive players. And I think that's a good thing. I yeah. think they're pretty set uh, with doing their own thing. Okay. I, you know, they, it, they are open in the sense of like, you know, they have a community manager and stuff like that, but these guys, they're, you know, they're, they're developers with a long history, very confident in what they do. Yeah. I, they appreciate the feedback, you know, but I think they're not like, we're going to, yeah. because I don't think they're as interested in like the, Oh, the competitive integrity of this game long term, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't mm -hmm. think they're as super interested in. They do care about like, you know, because there's a lot more going on than just the gameplay stuff. But there's obviously there's a whole economy in the game yep. with uh, all the stuff, all the the towers of time and all that stuff that a lot of that gets. If you look at the patch notes every time, there's a ton of bug fixes related to that stuff, which is mm -hmm. to them just as important as the balance stuff. Yeah. So. And a lot of times too, I, I it seems like they've got this idea. Like the the spawn thing is a great example. Probably that was the intent all along, a long time ago was to have every character have an armor break move. But you know, reality it sets in, and this is our dev cycle. This is what we can get into each patch. It probably won't come until later, but we've had this in mind for a long time. Right. Yeah. Same with the variations being able to be picked on the screen. I'm I'm sure they wanted to do that a long time ago, but they had to get the art to be able to design the UI to make it work. That takes seven months. Then they got to get it through certification. So there's a lot of stuff like that at play. I don't like, and I think it's good too to like, cause competitive players uh, are super fickle. Fickle. <laughs> that's one way to put it. I say fickle and fickle and corrupt because they ultimately <laughs> just, they want to win. They want to win more than anything. And they hate yeah. losing. Yeah. So yeah. like when you lose to something, it doesn't really, the, the rationality of like why you lost to it doesn't really settle in. It's just, they don't, you don't like it. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, people change their minds constantly, you know? And, yep. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, have you ever heard, you know, some of the things that people say? Like, have you heard a Blanca player talk? It's insane. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you got to, you know, I think it's good to, you know, because KI learned this the hard way. They had, they were very open with all their community. The community just spat yeah. in their mouth every chance they could get because they're competitive. You know, they just want to win. It's not really yeah. a matter of like, well, we have to take all this into account. They don't, why would they care about any of that? So 
there is that, but I do think, yeah, I think the, the patch, you know, they've patched the game a lot. You can expect balance changes to happen. And they've also mastered the, here's the DLC pack. Here's all the characters for, this is what you're going to get for the year. Yep. Now yep. everybody's starting to copy them. Street Fighter six, yeah. they didn't even mess around. They're like, here's your first six characters. You know, here's your first four or five characters. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I think that they are not only NRS games are not only the most six, like financially successful traditional fighting game genre, uh, genre uh-huh. uh, traditional fighting game. They're mm-hmm. also they're the most successful Western one specifically. And what that does is yeah. it takes the Western ideals and Western development practices, such as like all the season pass stuff and the, the patches and the community management stuff. And it forced all the Japanese developers to basically do the same thing. It took them like a generate a console generation in my opinion yeah. to, to oh, actually yeah. catch up yeah exactly yeah but yeah ki and 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 uh and, and nrs and, i think and, in particular really pushed that envelope yeah exactly I, like you said that with uh with street fighter like that's something that capcom typically didn't do like you did wait till their next version of the game unless it was something game breaking mm-hmm. and then that's when you would see all the changes but nowadays like yeah you, you might see a character release like rashid's coming out here in a couple weeks and you might see maybe some alterations to some moves that maybe they weren't expecting to be overpowered you know what i mean so even ultra street fighter 4 uh ultra street fighter 4 everybody talks about like it was the final game in the street fighter 4 series but people a lot of people like arcade edition better or super better and ultra was crowdsourced where combo fiend basically just took everybody's input and and like asked all the mains of their characters for suggestions and and then kind of went through that and then you get dj at ultra (laughs) you know (laughs) So yeah. it, it doesn't work. No, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know what they're talking about half the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And, and I also think like you could tell, so like in street fighter five, when the fur game first came out, they did the very, Oh, we're going to secretly announce who's the next character every month. Maybe you, you never know. And then when the champion edition, I think it was, the, I think it was the champion edition came out. They were like, okay, here's a CG trailer with all the characters that are coming out. Here's yeah. Sakura. Here's Blanca. Here's Cody. Like they didn't even mess around, which is what NRS does. You'll see they'll have a big CG trailer and there's all the characters fighting or something like that. Right. So, you know, who's coming. Yeah. It might be a little bit staggered like month by month, but you know, what's coming. So you can buy it and feel like, okay, I know what I'm going to get. And the balance changes are like, you know, there's a little, little spice in between. Yeah. So uh, in terms of like MK1, was there anything in uh, particular that you were looking forward to um, in that game from like any of the previous stuff or trailers that you'd seen? Well, the big thing I was really looking forward to because we only had a CG trailer. We had the gameplay reveal at the Summer Games Fest yeah, where we really got to see what was going on. And even then it was still, you know, we were kind of keeping the cameo system, which is like their assist system. That was the big thing they wanted to show off. So I was definitely interested in that, but I was interested to see what they were going to do with how uh, meter was handled because in MK11, it was on a refill gauge. And so I was surprised to see there back to the, what is now traditional three bar MK9 style uh, meter you know and so that is back as is the traditional breaker and so i was not expecting that so i was happy to see that because i've always liked breaker i think it's a great idea and so i really was interested to see how they did that and the other thing that was now it's not it's been like a staple for the past couple of games so i'm kind of surprised to see it gone is usually in mortal Kombat games more recently what you could do is you would some characters had what they'd call like a meter burn move so it's like you do the move and then you tap our you know right bumper and that adds the quote unquote meter burn. So it, it does a new move that spends your meter. And then like you get a combo or something like that. Now it's back to how it was in MK9 where you have to press meter burn, but you know, the meter button and the attack button at the same time. Got it. And actually in MK9, it was block. So you do block and the attack at the same time. And that would give you like a, a, an EX move. You know, what we would consider an EX move. So it's the difference in commitment then versus like you could hit confirm into a, into a meter burn combo in, in, in the 
most recent iterations of the game but in, in nine and i guess in in one here you can you have to commit hard commit to a, yeah. actually use the it, bar yeah 100 percent. like a lot of times you'll see most people the way they use it is like you could throw like a fireball and then kind of wait like a couple frames and then hit meter burn and you throw out like a mid or an overhead fireball after that and it's like ah you know that's like the mix-up right so yeah okay. that's definitely a big sea change you know that's that's different than how it's been for a little while so that was pretty interesting too okay cool and then um you mentioned the uh the cameo characters so um those those kind of play like uh they're like an assist right uh yes. kind of like the the thing i kept on thinking about was the like marvel versus capcom uh clash of heroes was colossus and like i remember seeing like tournament oh. footage for that right yeah. and all you see is colossus everybody plays like the colossus assist except for like two people i don't know every time i saw a stream it was those colossus, colossus. Was coming in diagonally and then he was just leaving the screen and yes. like yeah so the cameos in mortal kombat one are, are similar in that sense right so they're strictly just as assist is that correct yeah uh -huh. So that's actually Marvel's Capcom one is like the perfect comparison, right? Cause you pick your character and then you pick a cameo. Like you go to another selection screen and there's a, you know, a, a list of cameos, just like in, M in MVC one, when you yeah. pick your character and then there's another screen for your assist. Um, now there's a little bit different. So uh, they kind of take it from if, and this is for people who ever played the single players of the Mortal Kombat's there's always like um, wacky modifiers you could put in the towers. And one of them is you can call in a character and you, you flick the right stick. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a new move. You know, the character comes in and does a move. Now that was in the towers. That's kind of how cameos work in this game. So okay. depending on the direction, or if you just press it neutrally, they come in and do a move. Yeah. And there are different types of moves. And Ooh. they're also, yeah. And they're also attached to your throw, your front throw and your breaker. They are necessary to do both of those things. So if you don't have it ready to go, you can't do a forward throw and you can't break. You can't okay, throw yeah. if you don't have your assist. Forward throw. On... You can back throw. Oh, that's oh, interesting. That's a, okay. That's back, interesting. back throw is in MK. Back throw, if you press one and three, which is uh, X and A, that's the default uh, is a back throw. Okay. So, okay. yeah, if you get your, your, your cameo, no matter who you pick, always does the forward throw for you. So, like, if you pick Kano, no matter what, he comes in and does the forward throw. If you don't yeah. have him ready, if he's on cooldown, you just do, like, this shove. So you can throw people that. technically, but it's a it's a shove that doesn't do much damage. Does the throw oh, okay. have any variance depending on the character? Then, uh, depending like, on the cameo, it looks different. Okay. okay. Does it, does and it... you know the Oki, the Oki situation might be different. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah. yeah, I thought like I, the thing I I because I, I didn't look at a lot of like gameplay footage beforehand, but I did tune into that uh, the combat cast right briefly. Mm -hmm. And that was the most interesting thing to me because it's like I saw like the footage with uh, Johnny Cage and Kung Lao. And I saw the. I thought it was hilarious the way uh, Kung Lao was coming in, and like they don't teleport. give, they, yeah, they don't give Johnny Cage a teleport, right? Kung Lao jumps into the screen, he grabs Johnny Cage, he like jumps in the air, then the teleport, yeah, then the teleport comes comes underneath him, and then they go both in there, and then he comes out and like carries Johnny Cage through, and I yeah. thought that was great. That was so that was interesting. That was the first because I figured you know just based on what I played in the in the stress test. That, you know, there was going to be three different tiers of assists, and they were kind of all going to do the same thing. But that one, when I saw the Kung Lao one with the teleport, and mm. Scorpion has one that they showed in the trailer where Scorpion does his spear, and he pulls you back. So you come here, and he pulls you back, and you have armor. So it's like a retreat with armor, uh. and he pulls you back out of, out of harm's way. Oh, which, which it's is a, really it's a mobility assist. Then. Yeah, so he pulls you way back, and you oh. have armor. So like, you can get out of, you know, you can get out of dodge, whatever, with it. Oh wow! Oh, okay, awesome. yeah, because I did see like the variations too, like you know, like Kung Lao had the teleport, and then the other thing was like the the hat, low hat. The, the, yeah, the low hat, yeah. yeah. 
So I did see did see some of the variations in that, which I think is cool. So that definitely adds some variety besides the the Colossus sh shoulder tackle coming in. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Now my guess is there's gonna be like a best attack because they all have three attacks. And yeah. There's there's two different types. There's I think they call them an assault one, and a summon one. So okay. a, an assault one is one that you can do pretty much anytime you're not on, you're not laying down. So like mid jump, mid throw, you can call them and they come out and do the move no matter what. Then there's ones that are like you they come out and your character steps to the side and they do something and then they come back into the fray and fight. So like for example, Sonia has her normal one if you just press RB. Uh she comes mm -hmm. out and does what's called a square wave, which is where like this leaping uppercut like that. Yeah. And you can call that pretty much any time. So you can do things like wacky things like combo up, you know, you do an uppercut, an MK style uppercut. You can combo after that if you call her. Even uh... when you're in recovery. So you can combo off an uppercut. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, but then, but then she has another one where she does her um, leg flip, where she does a cartwheel and grabs you with her legs and flips you backwards. Yeah. Now your character gets out of the way while she does that, but it is a launcher. So some characters, for example, can't they can't get a launching move from their jab from their jab strings, but you can do jab jab call Sonya, and while you do step aside, it still combos when she does the leg flip, and it, uh. it ground bounces you, so you can do a combo. But also, some of the they have special properties when you get up as a get up attack. Uh, that's what they call like a wake up attack. So, like mm -hmm. Sonia, if you do the the leg flip, there is a window of invulnerability. But when you do it, she doesn't bounce you. You don't get a combo. But it is oh, a okay. wake up attack that you can try and do. Okay. Oh. Okay. So yeah. my 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 versus uh, game background is is. Uh, tingling hearing all this stuff because <laughs> yeah. there's a, there's always a lot of traps what you you run into with team games right where you have like the, the game can devolve into just pick the best assist the game can devolve into just pick the best shell and and more, even in or in, in marvel versus capcom as benny mentioned it's just that that's pick colossus. colossus right yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and uh but what's unique about this game is that it's it's not a team game it, it's it's just it's a 1v1 and then you happen to have an assist that essentially acts as an extension of your character and so mm -hmm. this acts almost as a balance mechanic where you can be like you know i think scorpion's weakness is x y and z and so i'm gonna bring in sonia or somebody else or like maybe maybe like you play a heavy grappler or something right and or like a let's say back a zoner you play a zoner and you're like I'm, I'm gonna just try to keep them out at all times and then they get in and you call scorpion and he pulls your ass out of there and it's mm -hmm. like so you have ways to augment your character as your character's strengths or cover your character's weaknesses with your cameo choice. Yes. That's yeah. that's fascinating to me because yeah, it's, that yeah. that that doesn't de degenerate the game like some assists do in in other versus games, but instead it, it yeah. allows it, it allows the one v one game to like the characters to be more complete, so to speak, and it makes it easier on the devs to not have to balance around uh, giving giving every character every tool they can deliberately withhold tools and force you to use a specific cameo instead they, they yeah. can they they didn't choose to do that in mk1 to be clear because okay. uh one of the first things i noticed was the characters have like full long move lists again so we've been stuck okay. in kind of the variation mode for mkx and mk11 so characters will have like one variation has a couple moves the other one Ooh. has a couple moves so you're losing moves between variations a lot of times okay yeah. and then in mk11 you obviously only had three slots so you'd have to lose a move no matter what now they don't care about any of that. So Sub-Zero has like six, seven special moves. It's nuts. He's had more special <laughs> moves than he's had in like 10 years. He's got the ice ball and the slide, classic. Got to have yeah. those. Yeah. Now, he's got, now he's got a new projectile, a mid-projectile, where he, he punches his fist and a clone of him comes out. And it comes out yeah. and it hits mid. So 
uh, unlike his ice ball, which is a duckable high fireball, this one is a mid fireball. It also, for the first time I've ever seen, clashes like a Street Fighter fireball. So if it runs into another projectile, the two cancel out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what you can do is lull someone into doing that and canceling out, and then you throw the ice ball, which goes through projectiles and freezes you. So Sub Zero traditionally on a yeah traditionally (laughs) on a trade, Sub Zero wins with ice ball all the time. But it's a lot slower in this game, so you have to condition people with the mid. And then do that one. He's also got this new ground freeze where he kind of throws ice spikes on the ground and it stops you in place for a sec. That is like his main combo starter. He's got a dive kick, an ice dive kick. Um, yeah, he just has you know way more moves than he's clone is back. He has clone again, which he mm-hmm. hasn't had uh, for a little while. So yeah, he's full of moves. And you know, same thing with um, Katana and uh, Kenshi. Kenshi especially. Kenshi has a ton of moves. So most characters now have all the same moves that they might have had in a previous MK game before the variation stuff set in. So the characters okay. feel fully like they got a lot of juice. It's just the yeah. assists add wackiness on top of that. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the the characters, like who was available for you to play in the stress test? Like the main characters. Okay, so there was only four. It was Sub Zero main character. There's four characters: Sub Zero, uh, Kenshi, uh, Katana, Katana was one. Yeah, Katana and. Um, Oh geez, Sub Zero, <laughs> Katana, Kenshi, Luke Kang, Luke Kang, oh, Luke Kang, Luke Kang. Okay, and then you had three cameos. It was MK1 Kano, MK1 Sonya, and MK2 Jax. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, hey, hey, so there, there, there's different versions of the character as well. So is there an MK1 Jax as well? Well, Jax is not an MK1 fool. Oh, so sorry, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, That's fair. Uh, I don't. So I think what they're doing with the ca- yeah, if you look at. <laughs> You dunce, you clod. Like old Sagat versus Newton. So if you look at the if you look at the trailers and stuff, the cameos for the long part, I think they're play- so it, the story, I'll, I won't talk about the lore too much. Basically, the concept of MK1 is that Liu Kang at the end of MK11, he merged with Raiden. Him and them they did a fusion dance. Oh. And he is now the fire god Liu Kang. Raiden gave up his immortality, gave it to Liu Kang. They beat Kronika the big bad, who was gonna reset time. And he said, Liu Kang, the time is, timeline is now yours to redo. I will step back from being a god. You are now a god. You fix time how you see fit. So Liu Kang has basically redone Mortal Kombat's timeline. So now there's new things. For example, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are now brothers, like flesh yeah, yeah. and like blood brothers, and they're in the same clan, whereas before they were obviously in rival clans. Yeah, rival clans. Yeah. Raiden is now just a monk with electric powers. He is not a god. <laughs> so there's little there's a lot of changes there uh melina is now actually the queen of outworld and she has a disease macular disease that makes her teeth come out crazy and katana is like her sister but is also her like she's not she's not princess or anything like that so there's differences in the story but that plays into the cameos because the cameos are like a rolodex of mk past so mk1 sonya mk1 kano mk2 jazz it. it's like their first appearance they've yeah. also recently revealed striker from mk3 with his dumb hat <laughs> and his Jerry Curl, he comes in. Cyrax and Sector look like they do in MK3, yeah. who are also cameo characters. Uh, Kung Lao from MK2. Yep. So even though he's playable in the game, he is a cameo. And MK1 Scorpion and MK1 Sub-Zero are also cameos. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought that was interesting wow. because like I, my initial – the things that I heard initially about the cameos was that if a character was a cameo – they were not going to be available as a main. So I saw a lot not of true. I saw a lot of social media discourse in terms of like the people were worried about their characters coming up as a cameo because then they were like, oh man, then they're just going to be an assist and that's all they're going to be in the game. So 
Not to find that to find that out, yeah, to find out that uh Kung Lao is both a main character and also a cameo. That I guess that that bodes well for a lot of people that yeah. are gonna be supposedly disappointed. As are like, oh no, Cyrex yeah. is a cameo, like I'm not gonna be able to play him, but exactly you don't know Sub Zero and Sub Zero and Scorpion are also cameos, so yeah, anything could happen. And they also have announced that as part of their season pass, not only will it be characters, but also cameo characters. So they will keep adding new cameo characters. Oh my god, as the game, <laughs> which will be fun to play around with for sure. Yeah. But uh, but back to the game. So you had those three cameos. You had the four characters, mm. and you could pick either one. You know, you you could pick whatever cameo. And there was obviously some that were better suited. Like uh, for example, Sub Zero, I thought benefited a lot from Sonya because his slide is really fast as a combo ender, and he could always extend combos to the very last minute with Sonya. Also, his uh, his reversal on Wake Up is his slide, his, e his EX slide, which has armor. If he mm. does that and calls Sonya at the same time, he can actually combo off of it. Because oh. when you normally fly over him with the slide, it's you know, and it's a knockdown. But if you yeah. call Sonya and you happen to get hit in the air, he can just keep comboing. Because oh, okay. MK is very free form, has always been very free form with juggles. So anytime you're in the air, they just yeah. add gravity scaling. But anyway, everything connects. So as long as you have you're high enough in the air, it'll work. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you say gravity scaling, you mean that like they will fall faster? If, yes. The more uh, like, hits the they the do, the, fa does? the faller they. The, the faller they fast, the faster they fall. <laughs> and okay. uh, like, and there's wacky things. Like if you end a combo with an uppercut in the corner and they're super low to the ground, they will just literally fly out of the corner onto the other side. So uh, there's, there's funny things like that. So you can't like end an uppercut and get the huge knockdown advantage. They thought of that, but uh, yeah, that's generally how it works. So anytime you get them in the air, so it's a character like sub zero, if he happens to slide is OD slide, which has armor. And then you call at the same time, he'll get a combo which is not something you're normally supposed to do. He has strings that are like, it's a low, low or a low mid. And the low, low is like a sliding, you know, a knockdown. It's like, oh, a double mix-up string. Well, now you could combo after, right? So it's not just a mix-up okay. string. Now it could be your life, a lot, you know, a lot of damage. And that's just kind of the feel of MK, you know, one is like, there's these little things that you're like, oh yeah, cool. It's an overhead low mix-up, but the low is just a knockdown. The overhead can combo, but the low is just a knockdown. Well, not anymore. It's actually a combo starter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to like what John said in terms of like, you know, uh, making up for your deficiencies and stuff like that, right? Like maybe you weren't able to do this with, you know, just by yourself, but pick the right cameo and all of a sudden like you have access to all these new tools or these new combo routes and things like that. 100%. So example is Katana, her, she has a really good uh, projectile, her fans. She can yeah. do it in the air too. Problem is it only does a little bit of damage, you know, and characters can kind of move in on you slowly while you do them. But if you get Jax, Jax is... Uh, right bumper attack is his ground pound and his ground pound is an unblockable for both characters. So oh. if you're on the ground, you get hit too. Now you, you don't take as much damage as the opponent does, but you take it, you know, you take the hit. Now Katana, her main style of zoning is to throw her fans in the air. So you can throw air fans and you won't get hit by the ground pound, but if someone ducks it, they will get hit by the ground pound. So there's really no <laughs> way to run. So you can just keep doing that, you know, huh. and, uh, and you could even do like in the corner, let's say you're Luke Kang and you do a big juggle. At the end, you call Jax, and you jump up, you neutral jump, and you jump kick as they get up. So if they do an armor move, they hit your jump kick. But Jax comes in with the unblockable. You can't block it, and you're back into a combo again for another 35% or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, – you can only call an assist twice pretty much before it has to go on cooldown. So there is limits to it. There's a yeah. little bar right below your health bar, so you'll see like if it's on cooldown or not. But that's genuinely how it works. You get like two uses right away. Then it'll cool down a little bit, and then you can get it back. Does anything affect the cooldown? Like, uh, like if you get if you get hit or anything, or if you block? I anything? think 
if they come out and they get hit, you'll see them flash red. And I think that means they're on like an extended kind of oh, there's a penalty. Okay. There's a oh, penalty. Okay. Yeah. And I think you take counter hit damage. Like if they if they get hit while you get hit, you take more damage during a combo. I believe that's the case. Wow. Oh, okay. So it's almost yeah. a similar, like a happy birthday kind of situation, right? Kind of, except for it's you. Says, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because you have to be careful because some characters, like Kano, for example, one of his is he comes out and he starts his Kano ball, his Blanca ball, yeah, but yeah. you can hold it. So he'll st- he'll spin in place doing the ball until you let go. <laughs> so what you can do is you could call him, like walk forward with a special or something and do like, you know, oh, obviously unsafe special. They start hitting you. You let go. He flies out and, you know, hits him. And now you're kind of safe, you know, because you get – and the Kano ball hits mid. So it's like they have to stop and block the ball or, you know, stop hitting you or else they'll get hit. Yeah, so like you can do, Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you can do stuff like that. And then there's a lot of different – now, some of, the, like, some of the attacks I thought were pretty – okay, I don't think you guys thought this through. Like, for example, uh, Sonya has one where she shoots her ring, but it's a summon. So yeah. you stand at back while she shoots her ring. I don't know if that does anything for anybody. It seems pretty lame, but you know, you can't all be winners. You know, they're not all great. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the nature of kind of like the assist thing. Like John said, like, you know, even in like uh, the versus games, like uh, ultimate Marvel three, right. It was just like, you had the ABC assist or whatever to pick from it. People always pick, you know, a certain one. There was always one that just seemed like, what's the utility of this at all until somebody finds like some tech or something. They're just like, Oh, this is what it's for. Yeah. This is, you know, better, better against for projectile, uh, what do they call it a uh, durability or something like that. But at yeah. least in this one, you have all three available at the same time. So it's like, you don't yeah. have to like, also Oh, I'm going to cool. pick the one attack. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, so you, you mentioned that we were talking about the variant system in, in previous or in, in previous iterations of mortal Kombat. Um, mm-hmm. So to be clear in mortal Kombat one, there is no variant system, but they just have everything. So yep, you're just, you're, oh, go ahead. you're a character. Yeah. Okay. Like you pick your character, they have all their moves. There's no variation to pick or anything like that. So, Okay, oh, so okay. then the assist is essentially the the replacement for that variant system, where you can essentially play your character a different way by ch- changing the assists that you you have. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what it does because it does it is going to change. You know what attacks will be effective. Like I mentioned, the Sony the Sub Zero thing mm-hmm. with his wake up, and he gets the if he has the Sonya the Sonya cameo. So yeah, there's definitely that's it's like an added little thing you can add. But the characters are definitely very full. Like Kenshi is a full on puppet character, so he has a ghost that comes out. And you can do things like he's on one side, the other one's on the other side, and you do a big low, and the other thing hits you overhead, and then you lose like forty percent. Like you could do that, and he's just that's just on its own. That's before all the cameo nonsense comes in. So, so to me, that seems like it's addressing an issue about player expression, where it's like, hey, I have so I want to have multiple ways to play the character, um, which is what the variant system I think was trying to address as well. Um, but I know with competitive play, we have a tendency to min max everything uh and yeah. so and like or like like for example like in street fighter third strike right there's super arts and you can have your choice for player expression but realistically everybody always picks sa2 for chun or sa3 for ken or ganajin uh, for yun right um is do you think that obviously it's a stress test and the game's not out and stuff like that uh do you do you do, from what you saw do you think that there's like an objective best assist for, for a specific character to the point where you only want to play that assist with that character. Do you see that as a future for this game, a potential future? It could, it could. Now this is obviously just based on the stress test. I felt like Kano was definitely the assist you wanted to pick because he had one where he threw both of his knives and it was a, it was a assault assist. So you could call it whatever. 
really good combo extender because it lasted like 10 years and you could run up and do pretty much whatever you wanted. Then he had the Kano ball, which was a good like assist move. And so I felt like he genuinely generally was the best, but if they're going to be creative as they are with Kung Lao and Scorpion, and there's like wacky moves that aren't just like combo extenders, then that changes everything. Because then if there's that, you know, level of creativity or whatever, I I can't really say like a combo extender is always going to be the best thing. Cause you know, that's just like with variations, you you were going to pick the one with the launcher most of the time, like reasonably, there wasn't really a reason to pick it unless it was super busted. But if there are such good options, like, Johnny, if you see in the footage that we're watching, Johnny Cage can extend his combos with the teleport because yeah. he has that. And but he also gets he can combo off his shadow kick with the you know the Kung Lao low hat. So it's like that's pretty good. You know, I would have that over like Kano or something like that. But it's all gonna depend on what you know what's available, what is gonna work. Uh, but if they're gonna be creative in the way they are with like escape style assists or cameos, mm-hmm. then that changes my mind for sure. But I, I kind of thought in this in the stress test that Kano had most of the the things you want. Jax at the ground pound is good, but his other ones weren't so great. Okay. Uh, so when you're the same thing, like her, her square wave was good. The other ones were, and eh, they're okay, but that's just going to happen too. like the nature of balance is such that people are going to, like you said, min max, yeah. get the best thing they can pick. But I think if they're creative enough and they have ones that do like really specific, unique stuff, you're going to find a way to use those that are pretty advantageous. I imagine, like I imagine there's no character that it's going to be a zoner that doesn't want that scorpion. Yeah to get out of, you know, to have an armored attack that moves you backwards, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, and honestly, that, that presents a lot of unique challenges for balance patches, too, where it's like, all right, so this this Kano ball is, is overpowered for whatever reason, right? We're going to nerf it. And then you, un, like, you you in, inherently are going to be nerfing other characters that are dependent on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, that's going to be an inch. I'm, well, I'm very, very curious about how they approach I, that. I would also, I don't know if they'll be dependent on it so much as like, because I think the thing with the cameos, like you said, we're playing with like full characters now. It's not even mm. like Marvel where they have like a, a, a truncated move set, you know, that okay. fits into ABC or whatever. They're like full Mortal Kombat characters plus the cameo. So it's like, I don't know if they're going to be dependent on Like it'll suck, you know, if you have like a, a cameo you prefer and it gets nerfed. But my yeah. guess is you'll find some way to get around it, or you're going to have ones that you prefer in certain matchups against certain characters. Yeah. That, for the most part, you're always going to have a wheelhouse because the cameo, it's not like you have to learn how to use it that hard. Right. It's only three. Yeah. Moves. It's right. not that's, that complicated. That's the other, like the other side, like if I think about dragon ball as a good example where it's like, Hey, they nerfed my character to, to, to nerf his assist or whatever. They nerfed my character. Now I have to add another, I have to add, play a completely different character. Now, if I want to oh, use yeah. their new assist, right. 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 Versus exactly. a cameo where it's yeah. just like, yeah, they nerfed the assist. I I'm still playing. Fundamentally, I'm still playing the same game and yeah. playing my, my character, but now I get to try new things. Cause I had to try a new character. Like it's exactly. Yeah. It's lower I nerfed impact. Goose- I think you're saying, you, yeah, nerf it, Goose- it you know, you nerf Gustav flame. I'm never touching Tron again. You'll never see me do jumping H yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it'll never happen. So it, that's that's kind of the way we saw in Marvel, right? Like or like She Hulk, right? Like oh, She Hulk's yeah. assist isn't good anymore. Well, you'll never see me mash crouching light again. Yeah, yeah. And so it just they would just not play the character anymore. The character completely fall off. But I, it cameos like they can't fall off, right? Like it's not like oh well, you're never gonna play the cameo character again. It's like well, you could, it just yeah. won't be as good. So yeah, that's pretty interesting too to think about. Like it's not like you have to learn how to play the assist that's really good and play the character behind it. Yeah, no, you don't, you it's just not as much play your character. Player. Yeah, yeah, you still you would prefer to learn your character before everything else, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say, you mentioned Johnny Cage earlier and on the footage that's playing in the background right here. I, I yeah, saw yeah. the new Mission Impossible movie last night and I saw Tom Cruise like hauling ass like in five different countries. Uh, that's yeah. basically what those movies are. And that looks very similar to Tom Cruise. <laughs> Johnny, yeah. Johnny Cage looks like Tom Cruise. And I think that's... He does, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a little older. Design. Yeah, he looks a little bit older in this game. And uh, he definitely... Uh, so Johnny Cage, the coolest thing about him that they've talked about is he has his own little bar at the bottom of the screen. It's a star. Yeah. Uh, anytime, anytime he does a move, he can choose to do a taunt at the end of it. It's so like when he does his uh, nut punch, if you hold it, he just actually looks at the camera and pulls his, his glasses down and winks at the camera. And that gives him like half a star meter. Now they're risky because they're super recovery. So it's like, if you catch him, you could hit him. But once yeah. that thing is full, the star is full. He activates like, a, you can activate this thing called like, I think it's called like superstar mode or something. And his spotlight shines on him and he oh, can then wow. cancel. He can cancel all his special moves into more special moves. So what oh, you'll wow. see in the so what you'll see in the footage is he does a nut punch and then he cancels into another one and he cancels another one and he cancels into his cameo, <laughs> and he gets a huge combo out of it. Oh, uh, there he goes! There goes. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's Anytime funny. It's, it's funny. We started this. Uh, we started the podcast talking about Honda and John was talking about seeing the light and you know Honda's got to praise the sun and here we yeah. go. Johnny Cage having the spotlight on the spotlight him on and him he and gets he, enhanced. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he has like some combos. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually he gets Vism. Yeah, it's actually what happens. Yeah. It's so that's awesome. so that's you know the kind of creativity you see. Like Johnny Cage has always very much been a straightforward character almost anytime he's in the games. But yeah. now they were like, you know what? He doesn't have force ball anymore. His fireball. He just, just doesn't have it. Oh, they decided right. so in, in the lore, Johnny Cage is the descendant of a Mediterranean cult that had powers, like magic powers. So that's Wait, why he can throw <laughs> I thought he was oh, an Jack. action star. Well, he is, but also like I—I I don't know if you ever seen Johnny Cage. He has always had a move called the Force Ball, which is like a fireball, a green fireball. Yeah, yeah. the one that throws like that throws low, and then you can throw the high arcing yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he—he's always had that move, and the lore reason they invented an MK9 was he's a descendant of a Mediterranean cult that had powers that they call it green energy, literally. So that's why he does—he turns green. Oh, okay. um, and so that. he's always had that, and now in this game they were like, well, the new timeline, he just doesn't. So you don't see him. He doesn't have green around his shadow kick. He doesn't have a fireball. Like he doesn't have those powers anymore. So instead they were like, well, we got to make him flashy. So now he can taunt and get this super powered mode where he can cancel all the special moves into one another. Is he still in a cult like Tom Cruise? I, you know, he might be he, actually, that, that would be pretty bold. Now he's a Scientologist. Uh, oh, David podcast is going to get shut down by, by Scientology legal. Ah, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, John, John's reaction was just great. <laughs> You're like yeah. Mediterranean cult, and he said, "What? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, I hate to break it to you, but yeah, he was in. A, well, he wasn't in it, but he's a descendant of it. You know. <laughs> oh man. Actually, I think they said subterranean and not Mediterranean, but I just because they do that in the MK1 movie where Goro oh. uh, tells Kano he's part of a subterranean race, and Kano goes, "Oh yeah, so, like underground or something like that." And Goro <laughs> goes, "Yes, something like that." <laughs> also goro cameo assist he was in oh the really first trailer. yes goro is a cameo character oh he does yeah punch walk. that's you a... know what punch you know what punch walk is it was a huge meme in the mortal Kombat community nope on so mkx goro has this move where he literally just walks forward and with all his arms is punching and it's called <laughs> punch walk that's like the name of the move that's awesome and, and they would spam it in the chat and the best part about it was it was like minus two on block and the the ex version had armor so a ton of time you would see punch walk into armored punch walk and they were both safe. 
<laughs> I was like, hey, we he wasn't about a great... Honda earlier. Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. Honda. That's exactly what it was. It was like it was. He wasn't a great character, but Punchwalk into Punchwalk was a huge mindfuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, so I, earlier we were talking about um, Mortal Kombat 11, and you know some of the negative reception that it received for some of the mechanics. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that Mortal Kombat One, like? Uh, do you think that they had a conscious effort in addressing some of those issues or is, like up till now, we've kind of talked about all the new stuff they've added, but mm -hmm. like, did they, did they take any feedback or did they seem, does it seem like they're showing intention to trying to fix some of the, the, the problems from MK 11? Well, breakaway doesn't exist anymore. So I'd say that's the number one. Yeah. Just they just rip it, it yeah. out entirely. They're back okay. to, so you have three bars on the bottom yeah. and you can get, you have, when you break her, it uses all three bars and your cameo. Oh, oh wow! Really? Yeah. <laughs> so you, okay. Yeah, it used two, right? Wasn't it? Two? It used it previously has always used two, and then in yeah. MKX they added it was like I think it took your stamina bar too. Uh, I, th I think so. I, it's been a long time, but there was yeah. another cost to it, and now in MK11 it's like the or MK1 it's the ultimate committal. Like you have to use everything you have. Okay. Um, so there is that, um, and also I didn't mention it when I was talking about the critiques. Uh, there was a lot of people that didn't like the fatal blow system. So fatal blow in MK11 is. You get to about 25%, and you, now you have access to a super move that you press with both triggers. So it's a two-button move, and it's armored. A lot of them are very fast. A lot of them can be done on reaction to certain things. There is no visual cue that it's happening. It just happens. Um, okay. A lot of people didn't like that. You know, they weren't a huge fan of it. Yeah, you, you only the got one. The competitive fighting game community didn't like a comeback mechanic. No, they I absolutely. Have... Shockingly, <laughs> I know. never. Right? <laughs> I UMVC three was the most well received game of all time, and then all of a sudden it's like MK eleven. No, that's horseshit. <laughs> um, so, so what they, you know, so that was the thing, you know, the fatal blow. But now the fatal blow wasn't like the tech and rage drive where it was every round. You only got mm -hmm. one. If you used it, it was gone. Um, but if you if you if you missed it, you got it back. So you could always get like, like at least one. They have yeah. changed fatal blows significantly in MK one, so they're still there, but. Now they have, and this is where I can start talking about the Injustice comparisons. Much like Injustice, there's a giant flash and they go like, Wah! and it like zooms in on them. Uh -huh. Like much like Street Fighter would, right? Yeah. And then like they an do the combo. attack. And the okay. armor is only after that start, after the flash. Okay. Oh, so you so can't just vulnerable like, anymore. Well, you can't just see a move and then do it. Like Cabal had one where he literally ran across the other side of the screen like Wiley e. Coyote and he hit you yeah. from behind. <laughs> once that move is out you're just stuck like it, you don't want to do anything because he could just do it on reaction and stuff you're yeah. not going to be able to do that anymore because they got to have the flash happen and then they got to come around so a lot of them are very slow much slower and the armor isn't until after the flash so you have to if you're going to anti-air with it or something got to do it early oh, and you okay. have to have your cameo because your cameo does the attack first and they like leave you standing and then you do your 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 ex you know your fatal blow or whatever so if mm -hmm. you don't have cameo you can't do the fatal blow it I'm I'm getting like drive system vibes where it's like look how busted this thing is, but it comes at a really heavy cost because a lot of your defensive and offensive mechanics are tied to that same bar. In this case, it's mm -hmm. the cameo bar. Like you're definitely to throw. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah. throw rather. Yeah, fourth throw. throw. Yeah, and also the breaker. Uh, I definitely think there's some intent there, like because they had the defensive bar in MK11 that kind of had the same purpose. But mm -hmm. also, there's another mechanic that I think. Nobody has ever liked jumping in Mortal Kombat ever. It's been the most annoying thing in the world forever. Jump kicks have like the best hitboxes in the world. They're incredibly <laughs> hard to stop. Um, and a lot of times you can't get huge damage from it, but some characters can do like a full combo if they like dash and stuff. 
So they've always been, nobody's liked them ever. And they've tried to nerf it a lot. Like you'll see from MK9, everyone had like a universal, because, you know, Mortal Kombat started with like every character has the same moveset, but there's like speed differences and stuff. Yeah. And in MK9, they kept that where everybody does the same like Samus screw attack flip. They all do that into the same jump punch, into the same jump kick. Now wow. in MK in MKX they added so di- characters have different jump animations, so some are a lot slower. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just try and shore up that issue. MK11 even more so. Like jumps, the startup is very slow. Like I, you could art, you can see people jump, and it's like I see them coming, but like, can you stop it? Eh, jump yeah. kicks are pretty good. It's kind of hard to stop. So nobody's ever liked jumping. They complain about it all the time. In fact, in Street for in Mortal Kombat uh, 11. They made it so that if you flawless block, which was their version of like just guard, if you do that, you can't cancel a jump kick when it's coming down. So it's like you have to, you can't cancel because you could also cancel jump kicks into special moves and like dial it in and they come out on block or on hit and they don't come out on block. So you can kind of just go ham with some of it sometimes. So they tried to make jump kicks and they scale more. They tried to make them scale more, do a lot of stuff. So yeah. here's what they added MK1. It's, it's the most ingenious thing I've ever heard of because it sounds so simple. When you're blocking, if you tap up, you're normally doing this. If you tap up, you kind of raise your arms up like this. Oh. And you do what's called an up block. When you do an up block, jump kicks are full punishable on block when they land. Oh. So you, so you up block, you block someone's jump attack. When they land, you just start comboing them. It's a punish. Is there, like, are do you leave yourself vulnerable to every other attack by doing well, an up Well, so block? the up block has definitely has recovery. Mm-hmm. So like uh, if you up, if you empty jump and they unlock, yeah. you can That's definitely like throw them or okay. something, you know. So there's definitely like there's more lag time to it, but it is a very simple. You, all you do is you hold block and and press up and you do the up block. Oh, okay. And it's the simplest thing. I I don't know why I never thought of it before. Like wow, that's so like it makes so much sense. Like you you see the jump coming and you block upwards so they have less frame advantage when they land. Um, yeah. And so that is their way of trying to address like jump attacks being so prevalent is you can hold up and block, which makes it so characters are going to have to start empty jumping or they're going to have to jump less yeah, or they're going to have to have an assist covering them or yeah. cameo covering them. So that is definitely, I would think that's the number one thing I've seen. The other thing is like uh, they have flawless block is back in the game, but you cannot cancel flawless block into like in, in MK11, you can cancel flawless block into your, get up attacks, which were an invulnerable, like kind of yeah. knockback move and an, an uppercut that launched you. So oh. what you'd see a lot of times is you'd get in a war, you'd be at like minus four or whatever, and you'd tap block. And if somebody poked you back, like they were supposed to, you would get to flawless block and then you could uppercut them and do a combo. Combo was scaled. It was expensive, oh. but it was really annoying. So now yeah. they don't, you can't do that. Flawless block, it still happens, but all it does is reduce the chip damage. So oh. if you're in a fireball war and you flawless block, you don't take chip damage. Okay. Kind of like, you know, parry, honestly. Yeah, that yeah. sounds a lot yeah. like parry. <laughs> yeah. So flawless block basically is there to mitigate chip damage, but it is no longer like, and also I don't think like there's going to be like, oh, you flawless blocked and now they're minus 12 when they were normally minus two. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think it is just a mechanic to save yourself some chip damage. Because everything chips in Mortal Kombat, I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Even normals. Yeah. You know what I would find oh, what interesting is is if they if they made it so if you landed a flawless block it gave you a little bit more cameo meter. Could do that. That mm, I, that could, could, that. could also break the game because then cameos happen too often and you go crazy. But but yeah. that could do, be kind do, of a fun idea. Let's <laughs> say, do cameos do chip damage? Do you know? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, everything does it. Everything. 
pretty okay. much as a rule, yeah. Gotcha. So there could be situations where you could do like Jack's unblockable. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's I already I was doing it to people. Like I would play katana and just do air fans and unblockable and see if they figured it out. Yeah. And if they didn't, and they would just quit, rage quit. <laughs> Classic. Nice. Classic. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting close to time here. Uh so I wanted to talk about like in terms of like you talked about like characters for your dad, right? When came to Mortal Kombat with his like spawn and then like you had Terminator, Rambo, was a Predator Robocop. Predator, yeah, Robocop. Pre- Leatherface. So, um, uh, oh yeah, Leatherface. Jason was in there too, right? Uh, Jason, Jason? Yeah, MK. Yeah, Jason. Jason was there. So there was a there was a supposed leak list. So if you're listening and you don't want to hear about that, uh, spoiler alert. Maybe skip ahead for the last few minutes. Yeah. But uh, the the characters that I saw that were listed were Quan Chi, uh, Ermac, and Takeda. Those are all Mortal Kombat characters. And then yep. the, the other characters were. Omni Man, who's from um, what's that? Invincible. What's that Invincible. Yeah, Invincible. Yeah, the Amazon show, right? I like that show. Uh, Peace, Peacemaker from a <laughs> DC character, and then Homelander from Homelander, The Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, if that's if that leak list is true, I mean they're definitely not holding back on like the the third party characters and bringing those back. Um, they will they will never stop that because I have heard scuttlebutt that. Every time one of those comes out, best-selling thing they ever done. Yeah. So no matter what people think, they are the best sellers. So until that stops working, yeah, we're, we're gonna keep like getting the, them. <laughs> it's like the Fortnite of fighting games in a way. Basically, like, you yeah. Can, honestly, can get the cameos yeah. from everybody, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, than, until bigger than Fortnite, in my opinion, they have the power of Warner Brothers on their side, right? So they well, can... Warner Brothers is also crashing and burning, so that power <laughs> may be very limited. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, I don't know about that, but. Uh, yeah, so obviously those are all fine Warner Brothers properties, you know, DC and stuff. And the Joker was in MK11, DC character. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, so are, like speaking on that, like, is there any like specific third party character from like, any more recent shows like that that you would like to see? Uh, so with this, I'm always bad because like I, I know. Well, and also the ones I want, I know aren't going to show up. So it's like, obviously yeah. I want Akuma. He's never going to show up. Yeah, but I could dream, right? And you know, Kratos was already in MK. He was in MK Nine for PS. Oh, that's right. right? That's but he was he was banned, so nobody and he wasn't very good, so nobody played him. But uh, you know, Kratos would be cool, obviously. Um, and there's some ones that I think are kind of like this is kind of a far out one, and I think people would be kind of grossed out. But I think Ellie from The Last of Us would be a great Mortal Kombat character. Ellie, yeah. Oh man, that would be yeah. good. Last of Us 2. To be clear, Last of Us Last Part of two. 2. Okay. Last of Us Part 2, Ellie, the one that is a psychomaniac, not the, not the lesser maniac child version. Yeah. <laughs> she could, yeah. She I mean, could use like a guitar. Said, it's like you said in the, in, the, in the beginning, right? Like it's uh, it has to be a character that, you know, they're they're You're okay with to... getting like violently decapitated. <laughs> yeah, the, that they got to be able to put in the game. <laughs> oh, speaking of fatalities, your cameo also always has a fatality. Oh, cool. Oh. So for and they're always funny because they're the classic ones that look silly. So for example, yeah. Jax's his fatality is he grows giant and steps on you, <laughs> which was his fatality in MK3, and it makes no sense. Like, yeah, why yeah. would he be able to grow to giant man sizes? That's uh, that's yeah. absurd. He's a human. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He just does it. Like he just grows, stomp. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's all. You, that's all you saw was his boot come down. Yeah, that's and that's exactly how it is in the game too. They recreated it one to one almost. Oh, my guess funny. is Cyrax is gonna his fatality is gonna be the one where he blows up the entire world, <laughs> and it's just like, well, why would he do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah, I... so like with guest characters, I'm always like, 
yeah, I want a Street Fighter character, but they're never going to let a Street Fighter character get his heart ripped out and shoved up his anus. So it's like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think Ellie would be cool. Kratos, you know, characters that are in violent games already that you could just mm. kind of easily. And I wish they would open up. Like, I think like Final Fantasy 16 is pretty brutal. Like if Clive was in the game, that would be cool. But they're not going to do that. That's not happening. So I. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I'm not huge on like DC shows and stuff. So like Homelander, I don't. John Cena being in the game is yeah. amazing. I oh, mean, Peacemaker. So, yeah, like, Peacemaker. <laughs> so John Cena being in the game is amazing. I would love that. If, yeah. if he's Peacemaker, that's fine. But like, I don't watch Invincible, so I don't know anything about Omni other than the Think. Like, I know yeah. that, but I don't know anything else about it. I, um, uh, I've seen both of those shows, and I saw some of the discourse around it, like Homelander and Omni Man appearing, um, like like social discourse, um, yeah. and. Uh, I Omni Man I think fits Homelander. Uh, Homelander fits as well, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of like political overtones with those two characters. It's just it's 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 kind of a messy conversation. <laughs> well, the other thing is they have done this yeah. in the past for injustice. People would leak data, and they would put fake leaks. Like they would put fake data. Like for example, one was the character from uh, for injustice. The character from Shad- Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uh, his, oh shoot! His, his, the, his the, elf, the elf dude, yeah, the elf ghost. They that was in the files, and they were like, "Oh, it's gonna be a character." That was they made that up. Like that was oh. just in there to, that was in there to troll people, right? So they, I think they know that this stuff happens, and like they try to you know kind of play up to it. But I, you know, I my guess is like, okay, can we get? Well, we can't do it anymore. But could we get John McClane? You know, it's like it's gonna mm. be stuff like that, right? Like, could we get? I mean, well, we already know one, right? John Claude Van Damme will be Johnny Cage. Yeah. as an alternate costume with his voice yeah um and they're the best because they have money they're the best at that so they like when they get rambo you're getting sylvester stallone yeah to be Rambo. yeah because the, the, the only reason the... they didn't get arnold was because he was busy yeah the thing with <laughs> yeah. uh with van damme he was supposed to be johnny cage in the original like mortal kombat movie wasn't it or was it the well, mocap was it the their, their original pitch for mortal kombat was basically based off of the movie Bloodsport. Yeah. And for their prototypes, they used John, basically Johnny Cage's, if you look at his outfit in that game, it's very similar to John Claude's in Bloodsport because that yeah. was their basic pitch. It didn't end up happening, but John Claude, obviously, as now a joke, he is going to reprise, like he's going to be Johnny Cage when he never was. He is now yeah. also our end of Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter because he's the only character to ever appear in Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter now. Yeah, that's true because he's the guy who's the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> You're off yeah. the air. Yeah, he's yeah. back. Yeah, oh, that's funny too because like that was pretty much like the height of his career. Like I grew up and like Van Damme was like everywhere, right? Like he had a movie coming out like every few months, and then like Street Fighter was kind of like I guess almost the the pinnacle and also like the downfall of his career. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know you read the story, he's like doing massive amounts of blow, and like he's, yeah. he's hooking up with Kylie Minogue, and it's like okay, this guy's going downhill fast. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, and, then, and, and then like yeah, he like disappeared from like you know from and then stuff, he's doing he like you know straight yeah. to DVD. It's like you know riot breaking. <laughs> Fucking Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal, and Steven Seagal yeah. doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, then he made this uh, resurgence. I remember because I was working at GoDaddy when they put when he was in the like the Super Bowl commercial and he was doing his like a split thing on the two trucks on the semi trucks and that was like, oh, yeah, a commercial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was like the beginning of his like resurgence and like he's been back in these like other movies. So for he's him, in, like, like I think he was the bad guy in the expend in one of those Expendables films. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder actually, like so, like. Mortal Kombat in general feels like a, a love letter to, you know, 80s culture uh, or yeah, like, for sure. like, like you said, Smash Brothers for your dad. What happens yeah. when your dad dies? 
<laughs> yeah, I know. So like the Sorry problem is that, when, yeah, like, when Ed Boone like when, it, right? when Ed Boone yeah. retires, like what are we gonna do? You know, the people when all the people who are like, you know, 45, 50 retire, <laughs> you yeah. know, what are we gonna have now? Like the, you know, oh, we're gonna have, you know, fucking Inuyasha is gonna be in there. Like what's yeah, gonna that's happen? That's the thing next? is you can't rely on nineties <laughs> nostalgia because a lot of that doesn't mesh with the tone of Mortal Kombat. So I'm I'm really Yeah, you gotta play a fine line. Well, also it's just that that style, like that classic kung fu movie, like cinema, you know. Which, yeah. if you play this game, it's very heavily inspired by that. Like the the main menu is literally like it looks like Ghost of Tsushima. Like it's oh. very like pleasant, and there's like it's very brightly lit, and every menu is like a scroll with writing on it, and they even fight in a kung fu like a, you fight in a Chinese like coffee house. Like that's one of the stages, like a Chinese tea house nice. with very aggressive Chinese instrumentation in the background. Like, <laughs> so that, that's yes. the the kicker is how does how does Mortal Kombat like stay relevant into the to the next generation to zoomers like what's what's a what's a zoomer nostalgia bait that you could do for 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 a guest character uh, yeah that's it well ellie you know people love that fucking last of us let me tell you uh some people yeah. don't not not last of us too ellie <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. but how about, I, how about it's, joel and joel can play golf yeah there you go you can <laughs> that's that's mean but uh I don't know, like I don't know what Zoomer bait is. Like, what is Zoomer bait? You gonna put like a TikToker in there? Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> that that could like, be interesting. Gonna, like, what YouTubers. are you gonna get Logan Paul to guess? Like, oh what is it? god! Oh, like, I don't, I don't know. Boxing. Like, I don't know what what is Zoomer bait? Like, we put Monkey D. Luffy's in there. Like, I don't know what do, what do kids watch? I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I honestly, you got, like, you got me. You're lost. <laughs> I'm completely lost on that. <laughs> yeah, like just give me the '90s guy. I don't care. Like, get yeah. Steven Seagal. Why is Steven Seagal not already in the game twice? yeah fair enough maybe optimus prime <laughs> optimus prime could be a good one uh yeah That's i mean really it'd have 90s to be... but he's come back he, in the 2000s man so. you know one of these types yeah because we're really getting we're really baiting low here like we got to go deep <laughs> to me yeah. you got to get because they made a wwe game you got to get wrestlers like we need Hogan. oh yeah okay, how, you know how many people wanted idea. decapitate yeah. hulk hogan nwo hogan that one yeah put NWO hollywood hogan, hogan. Oh, hollywood hogan. hogan yes red and put yellow hogan. hogan you know how many yeah. people want to like cut his head off like <laughs> the bait alone is like we got to do this yeah oh i oh. mean honestly like <laughs> i can see them doing something like that i mean like you said like when it comes to mortal kombat like that's been like one of the biggest you know i think commercially the biggest most successful fighting game and it hits on a casual level unlike some of these other games i think street fighter 6 is kind of getting there because that seems to be Really it's been well, very successful. everybody. Yes, it's been and very like, successful so far. It makes me think about like, like my, uh, like I have a nephew, right? He doesn't really play fighting games, but he plays Mortal Kombat. He's bought, you know, he's had some of the previous Mortal Kombat games, and like that's the one fighting game he plays. And then you know, you have my son who plays. You know, we play Street Fighter. We play. He plays. Uh, what was the other game we're playing? He's playing Blaze Blue. You know, other stuff like that. But like, you know, when we go visit him, like he's like, oh, I got Mortal Kombat. So it'd be interesting to see like how how this game's received like me personally like I'm, I'm not interested in playing it competitively but after watching the combat cast like i am interested in playing it casually and even my even my son mentioned that too Very yeah cool. i think it's i think i was pretty surprised by it like i think also just a quick mention i think the zoomed out camera the non-cancelable dashes it very much feels like injustice to me like it feels like they started like with an injustice-ish idea and they slowly moved it over to mortal kombat so I think there's a lot because I loved Injustice. I think there's a lot of great things to take from it. And I think if you're going to take stuff, take stuff like that gameplay stuff. Yeah. And uh, and even even now, if you see now when you pick the characters, 
at the character select screen, they clash into each other like this and do their trash talk, just like Injustice. Nice. And then they back <laughs> off. Like literally, you can watch the stage in the background fully loads when you pick the characters, like when they're clashing like this. It's it loads incredibly quick. The technology of it is really impressive. Nice. So yeah, there's a lot to take from there, and I think uh, I think it's gonna appeal to a lot of people. You know. Yeah. Do we do we have a release date yet for for Mortal Kombat? September mid September. Wow, that's yeah. actually very soon. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be at Evo, so it'll be a playable yeah. version at Evo, and also they're doing if you pre-order it, you could play the open beta test in August. Yeah, September nineteenth. Yeah, that's September actually 19th. perfect too, because like like I said, I was talking about my, like my nephew plays those games, so like his birthday is in October, and um, I'm in this mode right now where I'm like, I just built myself a new stick, and like I'm building a a fight stick for my friend that plays uh fighting games casually and like he asked me like i posted something on instagram he's like hey do you play on pad or stick for street fighter 6 and i was like oh i play on pad but he plays on xbox like you mentioned xbox and like you know getting the stress test so he's he plays on xbox so i was like well i could build you because i well i gave him suggestions right i was like there's the hori sticks this and this right and i started looking at it and like all those are sold out so i was like you know what i can build you one and now i'm like in this mode where i want to build sticks so now Do my it. plan is since mortal kombat's coming out like right before his birthday i'm gonna build my my nephew a stick like he doesn't even use one but i figured I, I, that's gonna be his birthday gift now so that's what i'm working that's like my project for later in the year like when that's that sick comes out. now yeah. just so you're just so you know it is actually it's illegal to play mortal kombat with a ball top it must be bat top <laughs> just I, I don't make the rules like it's illegal like you will get arrested <laughs> combat the combat cops will come for you so just so you know it's gotta be bat top it can't be we don't we don't do this circular ball stuff. Okay? <laughs> well, I have to look for one then because they did buy like a Sano set that had. <laughs> oh, well, see, you're already messing up. That's why we got to do these. We got to inform you. Yeah, I know we're winding down here, and I have like two questions that I wanted to squeeze in. Uh, number one, it was a stress test. Uh, were you stressed? Uh, I was not stressed. The the online the best yeah. in the business. Okay. Never had a problem. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, number two uh was actually no, no, number two was about the net code <laughs> so never mind we got it we got it so good <laughs> online basically yes that's oh, always had, has, two. Okay. uh cross play was there cross play not in, in the stress test there was not there will be in the full release nice nice it was in go. mk11 late late like they put it in late and so anytime there's a feature that's added late in the one game it will just be the standard going forward so oh, once okay. again, cross-play will now also be the standard going forward. Cool. Okay. Yep. Okay. So my last question was from playing Street Fighter Six a lot recently, like, you know, there's a big thing, mental stack, mental stack overload, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Street Fighter Six, meter management, that kind of thing. How is it playing Mortal Kombat after playing Street Fighter probably for the last, you know, month or so? Well, I think they're very similar games. So to me, it wasn't that big a jump. Like to me, you know, Mortal Kombat has always been, it's, it's like a 3D game at heart, right? So it's like mm -hmm. you're playing with negative moves and the idea is to trick your opponent into not doing stuff. And also when they do do stuff, it's like it's because they made an option that they thought they had to cover because they were thinking about so many things at the same time. So to me, you're playing the same game now, um, you know, because Mortal Street Fighter Five was all about plus on block pressure and blah, 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 and this and that. Yeah. Now you can do it only after like drive rush and stuff. So it's not so much about that. It's more about like when you're up close, you've got to trick people into not mashing, right? Like you have to, yeah. you have to be able to make sure people don't mash. And then when you do, it's because they have so much, they're thinking about drive impact. They're thinking about parry. They're thinking about a jab chain. 
that they can't possibly just, you know, easily think their way out of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mortal Kombat is the same way. Like Mortal Kombat is about you do jab, jab, and you're minus six, but it's like I could finish the string, I could stop and throw, I could backdash. Like it's it's the same thing. It's just now, because now, Street Fighter Five doesn't really have the big plus on block pressure. It doesn't. Street Fighter doesn't have the crazy fireballs that MK tends to have. Like MK, a lot of it is about navigating zoning. That is insane. That is like yeah. something. It's literally something out of a versus game. So there's always that. The string stuff is a lot different. It's like imagine every character was doing the DJ target combo, right? The medium punch, medium punch, and then the hard punch. <laughs> like, just imagine every character is like that, and it's and you can stop and it's negative two. You can do a fake out. It's that's how the game always is. So to me, they're actually quite similar. So I was actually, and you know, I even have a block button on the right trigger. Yeah. Um. So to me, there's a lot of similarities. Very cool. 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 All righty. Well, uh, we're at time. Uh, do you have any any shout outs on the way out here, Tanner? Um, you know, shout outs to Edmund Honda, <laughs> Yokozuna. Oh my god! Uh, one of the grand, you know, one of the grand, the finest warriors on the planet. Uh, one of the most decorated. He is. He's a champion of his of his martial art, and he is an artist with what he does. No one's ever been more complicated. No one's thought more about the game than Edmund. So I'd say shout outs. You know, Duskoy, you know, got some deaths, you know, all that. Well, that's a, that's a great note to end our show. <laughs> you can, uh, you can find us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash viral series, youtube.com slash viral series and at Apple podcasts and Spotify under absolute guard. Uh, I actually read it from the script this time and Whoa. it's, it's way way too robotic so don't even bo- don't like and subscribe don't click the link. don't say don't that want you guys back we don't want you what are back. you doing <laughs> all righty have a good night everybody take care all right bye everybody yeah. Yeah.